This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. All of these changes that we make, as small as they may seem, they create a domino effect. You know, hearts that beat to the tune of kindness can change the rhythm of the world. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. We can look into it. We can make suggestions. We can sign petitions. We can do things. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Everybody, how you doing? This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is Hashtag Life Goals. And this week, what are we going to be talking about? Hashtag Zero Waste, people! We're being eco-friendly up in here. Woohoo! That's right. With Earth Day <laughs> coming up, we mm-hmm. are in that eco-friendly mood. Did you know that we also just had Global Recycling Day? No, I did not. This proves how much I am not that much of a zero waste, though I really, really should, especially with the scientific facts that we're going to be going over today. Instagram is full of ideas of how you can work towards being hashtag zero waste. Mm -hmm. So we brought on someone who can share even more of those ideas with us and really talk to us about how our waste affects the planet affects Mm -hmm. our daily lives and affects our future. Yes, definitely. It will be a very, very, very interesting episode and I'm excited. But first off, Amy, how are you doing? How has your week been? I'm good. It's been a little crazy lately. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm busy. I'm, I'm working on that web series pilot mm. and, you know, I've got, you know, my, my different side hustles and the parent of the kids, one of the parents of the kids just had shoulder surgery this week. So we've had that going on. Um, every time I turn around though, it, there's something new, but for some reason things worked out where I got really caught up on a lot of stuff this week too. Nice. I really don't know how it happens. I don't have any more time. <laughs> it, I, it, it's just been kind of magic. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, one meeting gets canceled and all of a sudden it opens me up to being able to complete five or six other things that have been just like sitting on my desk begging for my assistance. <laughs> yep. What yep. have you been up to? Oh boy. Um, well, in the same boat as you, it's been a little crazy. I got the part-time gig that we talked talked about uh last episode congratulations thank you i'm very excited so it's definitely a schedule change basically it's a couple hours monday through friday so that's something to incorporate so it's adding some new structure to your life that you have to now work around yes and then because of things like finishing my script and then trying to handle some other freelance projects and issues that are going on and then some personal stuff of basically I found out that my computer has double of almost every single song on my iTunes. Therefore, that's why I don't have a lot of storage. So now it's become a massive headache to yeah, get rid of all of it. Yeah, it's a organization project. Yes, to reorganize it and then reconnect or just get rid of the songs that you don't have. So it's been it's been crazy. And technically, I will still be working after we are done uh, today with recording. So I technically won't be able to fully rest until Sunday, which is unfortunate. Yeah, Sunday's usually my one day that I have less to do. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't say it's my free day, but... Yeah. I have less to do on Sunday, so I am in the same boat as you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting through this week so that Sunday um, I will just be able to kind of have my appointments of my yoga, my fire cupping and acupuncture, which I haven't done, had done in a while. 
So yes. some self-care. Self-care. It's what I need after last week. <laughs> it's been crazy. So yeah, just very excited for the week to be done. Oh, and I forgot. I was in an aerial showcase last week as well. That's right. Yes. That's right. You can yes. see it on our social media. Yes. Yes. All right. So how about we try to get into the research for this, shall we? I'm doing a little shimmy. I don't know why. I guess I'm just getting jazzed for this episode <laughs> right here. If only we had recording, they could see me I'm so funny because she's so excited about this topic, whereas <laughs> this topic actually kind of stresses me out a little bit. Really? Yeah. I think it stresses me out because of all of the uh, judgment that can come from people who are really good at living a hashtag zero waste lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I come, you know, I lived in San Francisco, which is they really lead the pack when it comes to recycling and hashtag zero waste. Like mm -hmm. I've got statistics that I'll share with you later, but reduce, reuse, recycle has always been a part of my life, but there's yeah. just, there's so much shame around this mm -hmm. that for me, this is not as fun of a topic no, 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 I can, I can see that. Yeah, maybe I'm just trying to be the optimism in the in our parent. You know right what? Now we got to balance, right? Yeah, we do have to balance. And so. most weeks, it's you sitting over there panicking and shaking like yeah. a leaf, yeah. because I'm bringing up uncomfortable topics for us yes. to discuss. Yes, so, indeed. Well, hit me with the research. All right. So going into a little bit, I ended up finding uh, one of many websites. This is the first one that popped up. It is goingzerowaste.com, which was a blog that was really dedicated to zero waste and waste that you can contribute and, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle the three R's. So it kind of went into the uh, about zero waste and kind of what they stand for. So that way you can get a brief glossary of it all. All right. So I went into the about zero waste, kind of what they stand for and kind of going on. So kind of a brief introduction about this whole concept. So the simple answer, the aim to send nothing to the landfill to reduce, reuse, very little recycling and very little composting. The less simple answer is redefining a system, having a goal to move a circular economy to where we write trash out of existence. Right, because we can do a lot and we've we've made great strides in the past 50 years on learning how to recycle different materials and use them for different things. Yeah. But unless we change our manufacturing, mm -hmm. we're constantly going to be behind you know mm -hmm. we're not going to really get ahead of the damage that we're doing to our planet yeah and the problem is is the non-recyclable materials are totally like cheap fast solutions yeah. and so when we had you know the huge increase of manufacturing on um in asia Mm -hmm. That's when we saw a real increase in the amount of non-recyclable materials on our planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I remember in BuzzFeed, there is, I can't remember her name, but there is one of their employees that does videos a lot about reusing and recycling. And she's very ad she's very adamant about it. she did things like she made little to no trash for 30 days. She, like she had her own compost, her own like worms that would eat the trash and like compost it. She, you know, had like the bags to kind of do a, like a refilling for bulks. And she also recently, I don't know how, how recent it is, but one of the last videos I saw was that she was telling people not to recycle. And she's like, 
wait, what? Like not recycle. And she went into the whole, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, the structure of how, what happens when you get the recycles, what they do is that they would sell it and then they kind of compact. Yeah, they compact it. They compact it. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And once they compact it, then unfortunately a lot of those materials are no longer recyclable because you can't separate the metal from the aluminum from the plastic. They're all intermingled. And so that's what's called dirty recycling. Ari Jackson, that is her name. Thank you. Nico just did some research for me. Ari Jackson. Yes, that is the lady. And that's why we have producers. Yes. Thank you, Nika. But yeah, no, please check out Ari over at BuzzFeed. She does a lot about um, about recycling and being zero waste. Like she's an advocate for this, right. so this is awesome. That's definitely one of the major problems is dirty recycling. Yeah, you know, exactly. um, Los Angeles is unfortunately a real big, you know, mm-hmm. player in dirty recycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then going forward, the average American sends about four point four pounds of trash to the landfill every single day. So crazy. Yep. Yep. Just could if I could send four point four pounds of my own body weight <laughs> to the landfill, <laughs> then that would be like the best diet ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then going forward in that article, they talked about how landfills are actually toxic because they are responsible for twenty percent of the methane emissions in the US. Uh my gosh. It's just, yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that we create our own ecological disasters. Exactly. No. And it's, and again, back to what you're talking about is how it's this battle between fast and easy convenience over kind of like actually doing the work and like going through it. Cause it's, it's, it's something consistent that we do in a lot of our stuff. It's not just with our landfill. It's like our education and um, you know, I kind of like, we're always going towards the convenience side. What we need to find is the most efficient side. Yeah, 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 exactly. <clears throat> and the efficiency is often a mixture between convenience and, you know, the long way. No, it's crazy how that simple phrase or context is applied to so much of our lives. And it's very evident in zero waste and, or creating waste. And that's, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm already getting confused as this. Cause I'm just like, I, I feel like I should should be doing a good job and there are parts that I feel like I am and there's other parts I don't think I am and that unfortunately is my lifestyle that I need to focus and change so hopefully our guests will help us with that but Definitely. before we get into that um also what, what they were talking about at zerowaste.com was a couple of the terms that might come across so I'll go over them briefly bulk which is basically loose products that you put together into the specific amount that you want so like when you go bulk shopping or things like that right and, right mm-hmm. and you go and you get say you want to go get almonds yeah yeah. You, instead of taking the bag and filling it with almonds you would take your container and yeah, fill it with almonds. definitely uh pzw which stands for pre-zero waste days so i don't even want to know what my pre- my pc my pcw is at this point <laughs> B-Y-O-C, which stands for bring your own container. That's quite simple. Recycling, which we know what that is. Upcycling is part of recycling process. Downcycling, which is another part of recycling process. Maybe our guests will fill us in with that. (laughs) Pre-cycling. Oh my gosh. And then upwaste. Upwaste is the waste used in creating the product before it gets to the consumer. Hmm. Interesting. And then regular waste, and then the reject, reduce, reuse, recycle. So yeah, that's a <laughs> a little bit of like stepping There's the toes some terminology into the water. for us. Yes, exactly. 
All right, then. I guess without further ado, we should introduce our guest, Amy. Do you want to do the honors? Oh, absolutely. So we've brought on my very good friend, Kimmy, today. Say hi, Kimmy. Hi, everybody. Hello, Kimmy. So <laughs> happy to see you again. It's been a while, actually. Yeah, yes, yeah it has definitely. been since uh, Amy's birthday. And today is all of our unbirthdays. Yeah, that's true. A very merry birthday to, to you. To you, to me. Ooh-hoo, a very... Okay, moving forward. This is not Alice in Wonderland. But anyways, I asked Kimmy to come on for this episode because I'm so inspired by the way that she is working towards being hashtag zero waste. Mm-hmm. I see all the different things that she is changing in her life and the way she posts about it. And... It's very inspiring. And the way that she does it and the way that she shares it with people, you know, as I said, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. A lot of the zero waste Mm -hmm. talk, she does it in a way that I don't feel uncomfortable, that instead I feel inspired. Well, uh, Kimmy, how about you give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are, how you got to know Amy, and what do you do? Okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you both so much and all of you um, (laughs) for inviting me on and for um, really going out of your way to talk about things that are uncomfortable and bringing this topic um, to the surface because it is important, but I want to invite you not to feel guilty and not to feel bad about it. We grew up in a plastic society. That's just how it has been for a very long time. We've been mass producing plastic since the 1950s. And so um, it's just what we're used to. And as consumers, we're not really provided with much of an option. And so we do have to go out of our way, you know, to mm-hmm. make this something that we're working towards and, and it has to be a topic of interest. So, but don't, don't feel bad. You know, this is just how life has been. And, um, but the good news is things are changing. So that's Woo-hoo! exciting. Yay. That's always exciting. So exciting. So I'm really happy to be here. Um, so I met Amy two years ago in the program. So we're both sober and what, what did I sponsor you for a minute? I think I you did. Sp- you did. Yeah. But yeah, Kimmy was uh, my saving grace when I walked <laughs> in, you know, a wreck. And um, and we've been really close friends ever since. Yeah. And now she's got more sobriety than I do. Because <laughs> that, that sometimes happens. Right. So, um, but, you know, it's been such an amazing journey. And um, this is a direct result of the work that we do, um, is that I have the opportunity today to show up for my life and, and share with others the work that I've been able to do. So I'm excited. Okay. So, you know, for me, my, my dad and my sister, Rachel have definitely been my biggest influences when it comes to, um, it wasn't called hashtag zero waste when I was a kid, but, (laughs) right. Millennials. um, Right. Um, but, um, you know, it was always recycle, recycle, recycle. And like, I remember we weren't allowed to use propane, um, because it was like, you know, poison. And so my dad had this chimney thing. It was like a 12 inch cylinder or something. And it had like little holes in it and we would put, newspaper at the bottom of it and the carbon in there and we would light the newspaper and that's how we would light our fires and stuff and I and it was just this nifty little tool Interesting. yeah so we didn't use um propane and, and that was kind of cool and I kind of remember you know walking to 7-Eleven with all the neighborhood kids and I would end up in the back of the crowd picking up all the trash that they would just throw out you know all the things that we would buy they would just throw their <laughs> trash on the ground and I just remember being so infuriated by the lack of accountability and how mm-hmm. um careless they could be and so it's always been a topic of interest for me and so recently since I've been sober um 
social media has a really good way of filtering the things that you're interested in right to the forefront to you. <laughs> Your phones are always listening. It's so, a conspiracy theory that's true. So I've been bombarded by a lot of videos and a lot of um, just the truth about what's going on in our oceans and all of the trash that's just everywhere all the time. We're drowning in it. We're swimming in it. And um, it's... It's just, it's a lot. And you know what? I'm not okay with it. I'm just not okay with it. And so for me, what that means is that it starts with me, right? Because, because I'm not okay with it, I have to do something about it. And, um, if I were to just stay angry about it, then all I would be doing is generating animosity all around me all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. so my job is to, um, do my part. And so for, I don't know, maybe a year now I've been refusing plastic straws. That's where I started, you know. Nice. But um, if I, uh, you know, I bring my own utensils and cups, and we'll get into that a little bit more later, but the biggest thing that I love about what I do is that there's no judgment for me, that I've really been able to just lead by example. And um, like I said, don't, and I don't want people to feel bad. This is how we were raised, right? So I've had a wonderful experience where people will eventually come back around and tell me how I've inspired them or how they thought of me at a restaurant the other day because they stopped offering straws. And so it's been a really amazing experience to, to make myself accountable while leading by example. And so, you know, hearts that beat to the tune of kindness can change the rhythm of the world. So that's my experience with it. I will say that I probably, I don't know why I have this memory flashback, but I remember being very, very little that we went to a recycling factory as like a class. And they talked a lot about recycle, 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 recycle. We're talking about the plastics that you can and cannot recycle and things like that. But yeah, it was, it was I remember that being part of our um, class um, trip, like very, very young. So it was definitely in my mind of like, oh, I should recycle as much as possible. But definitely growing up, I've seen how much more of my lifestyle is like, oh, I'm throwing out all this trash and oh, maybe I should not be, you know, the plastic bags. Like, I feel like I'm doing my part somewhat. Like I use a lot of reusable bags. Mm. Um, I actually bought stainless steel straws that I use a lot more than, um, than, uh, than plastic straws, even though I still have them. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing about it too, is that you forget it, you forget it until you remember it. Right. So for me, Mm. I have my coffee mug and I have my cup that I bring everywhere that I go and, and I'll leave my house. Oh, I forgot it. You know what I mean? But I do that enough times until it becomes something that I remember most of the time, you know, right. Right. We just, we do our best, you know? And that was one thing I really enjoyed when I lived in San Francisco. So I lived in San Francisco from 2009 to 2014, you know, when there was a lot of change going on in the city around recycling and becoming zero waste. In 2003, they set a goal of being zero waste city by 2020, which was Mm. really aggressive. Yeah. Um, And they made huge strides during the time that I lived there. I remember when the they started charging for shopping bags. Um, and not yes. just at grocery stores. We have that in LA, but they do it at retailers. Mm-hmm. They do it at restaurants. Like mm-hmm. you can't get a doggy bag for free. And so that was to encourage people to bring their own reusable bags. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I used to like, oh, I forgot my bags. But the great thing about it is that if I forgot my bags, they had also required 
all of the businesses that the bags that they do sell and provide have to be reusable at least up to five times. Hmm. So like the plastic had to be the recyclable kind of plastic bag, something that was sturdy that you could then use over and over and over again, or it had to be a paper bag. Right. And it had to be made from at least 40% recyclable materials or recycled already materials. Yeah. Every little bit counts, and those are all such amazing steps in the right direction. So I'm excited that um, it might seem like this horrible thing, and it is, you know, but there's so many good things that are happening. And I actually have some notes about all the amazing things that are happening in the world that I'll go over in a little bit. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, what is it that they say? How many times does something have to be done before it becomes a habit? Like 20, 21, 21 times? Yeah. yeah. 21 times. I think it's about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. then I'll have to do the habit of uh, forgetting like my, my water bottle or like right. not right. asking for plastic straws when I go through the fast food, even though I shouldn't be having fast food in the first place. And then I'll become ingrained in my system. Yeah. Yay. It's, it's, it's a lot of um, becoming comfortable being uncomfortable right so I have to Mm -hmm. sometimes yell across the counter and be like no thank you I do not want that straw please do not you know and it's it's interesting like I'll bring I've been bringing my cups to Starbucks every time I went to Starbucks and I later find out that it doesn't matter because they're using their plastic throwaway cups to measure the amount of milk that goes into the cup or, or something. And so this whole time I think I'm like zero waste, let's do this. But in reality, <laughs> they're still using the throwaway cup to measure. And so now I've had to go up to them and say, Hey, just so you know, the reason I'm doing this is because I, I'm trying to create less waste in the right. world. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, please eyeball it. Like, yeah. it's okay. I don't care yeah. if you go over or under a little bit of milk, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's a practice and, then, and with practice mm-hmm. and with success even is failure after failure after failure until, you know, and it, for me, it's more of like, well, what, what side of the scale of life am I adding weight to? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause people will say, well, you're only one person. You can't save the world. And, and you know what? That's not, that's not necessarily true because where am I adding weight to in the world? to have so many people come up to me on a regular basis and say to me, you've inspired me. Um, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's showing how far yeah. your reach is. I'm just still by the doing you're doing something. Yeah. 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 And yeah. most importantly, I am being accountable for my position on this planet. We have one, one home, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, it's awesome to be super angry about something and super passionate about something and turn it into positivity and light. Yeah. No, that's really great. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, just kind of just wanted to go into the topic of how much we use plastic. Yeah. Plastic is something that I would say people use every single day. But because of its structure, it doesn't fully go away. It just breaks down bit by bit by bit till it's like the size of a microplankton. And now it's in everything, almost everything that we eat, we drink. I think I read somewhere that it's in about 90% of our drinking water. Yeah. So it's just, it's very scary. And then also BuzzFeed did another article or video where they presented foods and and, and drinks to people and they're like, does this, do you think this has plastic in there or not? And it was surprising the yeah. amount, the amount of plastic and salt right now. Yeah. yeah. Fish eaters ingest 11,000 pieces of microplastic a year. So oh. if you eat fish, it's in everything. So like we talked about already, we've been mass producing plastic since the 1950s and it takes 450 years just for it to break down. So it's never biodegrading obviously. And 60% of that plastic is still here. Right. And so, and 
2013, 299 million tons of plastic were produced. And so it's in our food, it's in our clothes, it's in our salt, it's everywhere and it's all the time. And um, so... Just so one of stuff. our greatest inventions is going to be our greatest downfall. Yeah. No, it is. For and, goodness. you know, what is this? The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Co- Cultural Organization. That's a long <laughs> one. Um, this one is really sad for me. Um, 100,000 marine mammals die each year from plastic debris. You know, oh. it's just, it's happening around us all of the time. And... We were touching a little bit before on recycling, and sadly, recycling is really an outdated solution to a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It yeah, has yeah, to yeah. change on the manufacturing yeah. level. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that up until January of 2018, China was purchasing most of the world's plastic yeah, recycling yeah, yeah. waste. I and think that's what Ari was talking about. Everything. Yeah. Until then, um, that was where a lot of it was going. But they stopped accepting like 24 kinds of waste, I think, something like that. And so nowhere near as as much as used to be recycled is getting recycled. And there's nowhere for this stuff to go. So it's ending up in landfills and the ocean in our environment. So, yeah, it's tough stuff to look at. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the issues is, you know. Within, like, for example, the city of Los Angeles, when we do a recycling program where everything goes into one bin versus into separate bins, Mm -hmm. it is less successfully recycled. Because like we talked about, it gets compacted and then it becomes dirty recycling and it's no longer mostly recyclable. Yeah. Most of the recycling, most of the stuff that we put in our recycling bins is not getting recycled anymore. And that's why we, if you want to do something about it, um, the focus needs to go from recycling to reducing the amount of single use plastic that we're using. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are ways to do that. And I brought, I brought show and tell for those of you that can see what I'm, <laughs> that what we're doing here. Um, Aww, yeah. Thank you. you know, I've got my, um, little utensil pack and I've got, and it has a spoon and a fork and, um, a knife and a straw and a little brush to clean the straw. And it comes with me everywhere that I go and I get used to learning how to clean it off and, and wash it when I get home and, mm-hmm. and, later on I'll provide you with so many different resources that you can use to sort of decide for yourself what it is that you want to do to contribute to this if in fact that's what you want to do Mm -hmm. so I don't carry my own utensils with me Me Um, neither do I I'm aware that Kimmy does Mm -hmm. but one thing I have noticed is like you know it's the same kind of thing (laughs) of like denying the straw so if I am given plastic utensils and napkins and all those things at a restaurant or at a fast food place you know before I'm able to say oh I don't need that I take it with me and I use it at home because I know that once they put it on the table, Mm -hmm. that's not, if I just say, oh, I'm not going to use that. I'll just leave it on the side. They'll use it for the next customer. They won't won't. because of health regulations. Mm -hmm. They have to assume that you touched it. it. Mm -hmm. You used your dirty hands on it and they could get someone else sick. Mm -hmm. I remember trying to put back extra ketchup packets when Mm -hmm. I was at Disneyland and immediately after I put it back, the you know there was a worker there who was cleaning he had to take those out and throw them oh, away no. because you just they just can't the companies can't take the risk mm-hmm. of what could happen that is not within their control yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Liability, Jeez. liability. Exactly. Yeah. So I do my best to take all those things home. My extra sauce packets, my extra napkins, my yep. plastic forks, and then and use and them. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple of extra like plastic utensils tucked away in like some part of my silverware drawer. <laughs> right. So the good news is, is I did bring you guys some stuff to take home <laughs> that you can start using. These are different than what I'm used to. They're silicone straws, and you, I think you can probably cut them too to fit whatever cups you want to use. Yeah, I have a silicone straw on one of my um, cups at home, and we tried those with the kids thinking that they would like the texture right. better than the metal. I can't get them off of the plastic straws. Um, Chelsea is so excited to have a gift I'm right so now. I'm so excited. It'll happen for people when statement. it's meant to. So they come with their own little cleaning brush. And I'd like to hear updates on how what your experience is with them because I've never used those particular straws before. So. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah I'm excited. I use, I use my stainless uh, metal ones. They have like yeah. a little bend in it already. So with cleaning, Ooh, I it's I love that. No, it's yeah, great. Yeah, but yeah. it's definitely hard with the cleaning. But since I'm the only one that uses it, sometimes like uh, it's like every once in a while when I will like clean it out but then i also do put it through the dishwasher yeah you'll get your own groove with it too you'll forget them places you'll forget to bring them you know and Mm -hmm. for me it's just i use it i clean it you know and then i i'll do like a deeper clean a little bit later i'll put those in my bag yeah that will be where i carry them around they're they're silicone so they're bendy too so i wonder if like we can wrap them kind of i don't know but i'm sorry i'm like super super excited i'm just like yay come bearing gifts i come bearing (laughs) gifts and it's zero waste and it's rainbow and it's beautiful i'm sorry i'm like a 12 year old right now this is like one of my good days even That's though I've had awesome. a very stressful week okay never Moving ever forward. let go of the child inside ever yes, because that's never the only up. part of you that's going to care enough to do something about yes. things you know yes. it's true very true why is Kimmy over here okay <laughs> what's next what's next cool so one of the topics that I wanted to talk about is selective empathy and Ooh, yeah okay. this um is a topic that was inspired by a video that I watched that was posted by Nas Daily So he's one of the guys that just kind of puts it in the forefront for you. Just Mm -hmm. different topics. Um, So selective empathy is something that all humans suffer from. And it's basically that we will care about straws because we saw a turtle being harmed by one. Um, yes, I remember right? that video. Mm. And, and it's become really a trend. Uh, a lot of places are not providing straws anymore, and, and it's a step in the right direction, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the same companies that are that are no longer providing us with straws, you know, um, are still resp- – they're not caring about all of the other plastic that caused the deaths of millions or even are still serving mm-hmm. meat, which – did you know that meat production is responsible for 15% of greenhouse emissions? 15%, you know. I would have thought it was even higher because I am aware of this. You and I have kind of yeah. discussed this offline because yeah. um, you have now switched over to eating Yes, I've been vegetarian vegan. now for almost a year. I think it'll be a year in April. And for me, it was really the animal cruelty part aspect of it. Just the way that um, our meat is produced is so inhumane and so cruel that um, Mm -hmm. I couldn't look away any longer. You know, I love meat. I love pastrami. I really do. It's delicious wings. I miss buffalo wings so much, you know, but um, I'm more in line with my own spiritual beliefs now because I'm not okay with it, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. okay with the way that it's being handled. And so, yeah, I stopped eating meat a while ago. But to go on with um, selective empathy... It's interesting. So, like, we're horrified when we hear that in China they eat dog meat, right? And Ooh. so that's something that's super horrifying for us. And, the you know, we're the same people that will go home and enjoy a steak, right? And so mm-hmm. there's 
there's empathy for a dog, but there's not empathy for a cow. But mm-hmm. really, that has more to do with cultural conditioning, right? It's just how we mm-hmm. were raised, what we were born into, just like in China, that's how they were raised and what they were born into. And mm-hmm. so, but really, and even like humans, for example, we care more about the humans that, that die that we relate to than we do about the ones we don't relate to. So like a single death is a tragedy and a million deaths is a statistic. You know what I mean? It's one of those mm-hmm. things where... Well, in a million deaths, it's just so hard to wrap your brain around something like that. So yeah. that's one of the things is that turns it into more of a statistic and something emotional for us because it is so far removed from what we can conceptualize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so... The question is, do we really care, right? Or do we only care about some plastic, some animals, and some humans, right? The Uh. question, and the thing is, is this is a question that's worth asking no matter how uncomfortable it is to answer. Yeah. Right? I can answer it. You know, I would say I'm definitely selective empathy. And I'm aware of that, so I try to own it. I try to not pretend that I'm something that I'm not. You know, so for example, I will never go vegetarian or vegan. I don't mind eating vegetarian or vegan. I do very often. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's not where my line lies. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very much a big proponent of changing legislation around the way that we Mm. grow our food and our and how we harvest, you know, animals and produce food in this country. That would be a step in the right direction. Exactly. So I'm very much that, you know, I'm not going to quit eating this because I don't like the way it's done. I'm more of I want legislation to change that. Yeah. You know, before there were 7 billion of us, right? Mm-hmm. We used to know that like the farmer down the road is where the meat comes from and yeah. they used to have maybe full lives where they weren't ripped away, where the calves weren't ripped away from their mothers, you know, mm-hmm. at birth. Just like a lot of the crazy stuff that's happening today and that was a more responsible way to source you know, our, right. our meat. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. but today that's, that's not the case. So changing legislation would be just right. another step in the right direction. And for me, it was a sacrifice that I made on a personal level, just like for you, it's just on a personal level, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I feel so bad. Like I would want to be, cause I feel like I am such an empathetic and emotional person. I would want to like it, have it, a lithium, but I will in some ways, I guess a little bit selective cause I do I do like eating my meat. I have been making changes in that. Actually, I try I'm not, not I'm trying not to eat as much red meat anymore. Like it's right. more like you know chicken and that's people, things like that. But it's just like the change I made was really uh, cutting down on my portion size. So yeah. it's like you know now if I buy say the family pack of chicken, mm-hmm. you know that's going to be in my freezer for about two months because I'm not going through it, I'm not going through those 10 chicken breasts, you know, in a week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really spreading it out. Take solace in knowing that you are part of the movement today. You're having a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you can feel really good about, that you're not just closing your eyes and being an ostrich and ignoring the issue. (laughs) And you're actually bringing it up as a topic of conversation. That's something to be proud of. And you're going to have an opportunity to to dive into this even more later this month when we do hashtag vegan. Oh, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so so animal waste, you know, Mm -hmm. the waste that comes from from us harvesting animals Mm -hmm. is a huge part of it the is. waste issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I just read that 795 million people go to bed hungry 
And it's because we have a little bit of a distribution problem, right? So mm. 70% of our monocrops are used to feed livestock for slaughter, which brings you into the greenhouse emission problem. And so, yeah, it's definitely a big thing that's happening. And PETA says that 198 less cows are produced for slaughter for meat per year per vegan. So mm. that's crazy. That's like a hundred. I mean, obviously it's still happening, but that's how many less need to be produced to feed you as one person. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means less greenhouse emissions and stuff. Cause really our topic is sustainability, right? Zero waste. Right. 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 And yeah. so, so all of these changes that we make as small as they may seem, mm -hmm. they create a domino effect. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Selective empathy is just one of those uncomfortable questions that, you know, we can answer. And so refusing one plastic straw is good, but caring about the actual problem is even better, right? So that's what we're doing today is bringing it on to the surface and talking about it. There are heavy chemical compounds and pesticides and, um, you know, other crazy things that are being found in our breast milk now, right? So mm, we're no. eating the crops that are coming from the polluted ground and now it's being found in our, in our, and we're feeding this to our children too. So Organic where possible, for sure. Mm -hmm. So what other ways can we change our lifestyle to reduce our waste? Okay, great. Yeah, I have a lot of different things you can do. And a lot of this will also be, if you guys want to just add some links at the bottom so that it's not just information being thrown at you, but you can actually go um, later and take a look. Yes, so, please check out our Facebook page. We'll yes. be posting all of the resources that Kimmy has brought us today. Yes, definitely. So check out on our social media at Life Goals Pod. So you talked about three R's. There are actually, well, on my personal list, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Oh. So um, saying no, refuse, right? So just bring your own bottle, bring your own coffee mug, bring your own utensils, straws, containers. Re refusing is such um, an amazing tool that you can use because it, it allows you to bring your own stuff and not be part of the problem, right? Reducing. So if you don't need it, don't buy it kind of thing just be a little more conscious about what it is that you're purchasing and switch your focus from recycling to reducing single-use plastic these are all things we can do um Re what are some examples of single-use plastic Lots like what straws. are some of the most common so, things okay well, straws yeah. Okay, yeah okay so when you that's another thing is when you go out to eat eat there. That's another thing you could do instead of taking to go. Because when you take to go, you've got the container that you're going to use for 10 minutes while you're eating, the fork and the knife that they've provided you with, the nifty little packet of, well, it comes with like a fork and a knife and a, and a napkin and like the little salt pepper. Right. And, um, you know, and just anything you buy at 7-Eleven, you're using it for two minutes and then throwing it away. So what other examples of single-use plastic? It's everywhere. It's all the time. Plastic forks, knives, shopping bags, coffee cups and lids, water bottles, styrofoam and plastic takeout containers. So it sounds like everything that we consume yeah, all the time, uh, from our, in our mouths is, is mostly where this nom, consumable nom, plastic nom, nom. comes from. <laughs> so another R is reuse. Whenever you buy salsa or you buy whatever comes in a jar, jars are super awesome to reuse. You can put dry goods in them. You can put your laundry detergent. You can mm -hmm. use mason jars for so many things. Oh, yeah. yeah, I always keep my jars. Um, I use it to yep. freeze sauces that I make, to exactly. put my dehydrated fruit in. Um, yep. They almost always get multiple uses. Even all the plastic containers that I get, mm -hmm. you know, if I buy sour cream, 
I'm not tossing out that plastic container when I'm done. Mm-hmm. I save that and use it as a to-go container for Perfect. me. So it yep. gets it probably gets a hundred uses before I lose it or it gets so moldy that I'm not willing to clean it. <laughs> yeah. And it's recyclable. It's glass. So yeah, I've, uh, I've, um, I, uh, my brother and I, we buy a lot of candles. So there's definitely times when the, um, when the candles run out, when we get rid of the wax, I've used those jars for holding my change. Um, the wine bottles that like, sometimes mm-hmm. drink, my brother likes to put them out on display, you know, cause it's very fancy. And there's actually times where I had origami lying around that I'll just stuff it in those jars and I'll just stuff things in it because it's so useful think think definitely reuse before throwing it away you know Mm -hmm. see what you can what you can do with it um and then also repurposing things so if you've got old t-shirts or if you've got old clothing think about how you can donate it think about how you can make a bag out of a t-shirt and this also brings us to a lot of diy right so there's a lot of stuff you can do yourself at home and i wanted to kind of propose it to everyone out there it's it's a great way to bring the family together, right? So finding out different projects that you are interested in, like I would like to make make some bags or I would like to make my own eco-friendly laundry detergent or I would like to, and it's something you can bring to the table, bring the whole family and, and it's an activity you can do together and get everybody off their cell phones. You know, so mm-hmm. DIY is such an important thing that we can do. So repurposing things. And instead of like buying something, if something breaks, see if you can repair it, bring it to a repair shop, help the non, you know, the little mom and pop shops that are still out there looking to help you out right. mm-hmm. instead of just, oh, well, this is trash, throw it away and buy and a new one. that's one of the tough things is yeah. electronic recycling is so complicated. Yeah. So... Like, for example, batteries and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. like I have friends and stuff that'll keep those bags underneath their kitchen sink that they're going to donate, mm-hmm. are going to recycle at some point. But the problem for me is, is they haven't made it easy to do. And so I'll see those yeah. bags, but I'll see that bag there for years. Target. Yep, yep. Target. Target. When you walk into Target, there's three bins on the side, on the right side or the left side usually, where you can um, recycle ink cartridges and batteries and is that what you're talking about like yeah where to take it to exactly because that's my thing is like if they had a collection say once a month in my city for electronics batteries all of those hard to recycle things that go to a different place I would recycle all of it but the harder it is it's like I am also very much about trying to get out the clutter in my I life. I totally get where you're coming from my whole life because people know who I am. They give me all their stuff they don't want and I end <laughs> up literally like how I'm one person. How did I end up with this hoard? Right. And so mm-hmm. when I was moving the last time I was moving, it was I was by myself going through all of that stuff. And I found a way to get get rid of a lot by giving it away and things like that. But you're right. Things add up and it gets bulky and it gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. So we'll also add in the links resources where you can actually take this stuff to so that you can be a little bit more mindful without having to worry about gosh, it's just going to end up a pile in my closet. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And I want to know, like, what, what do we do with our mattresses? Because, like, the only option we mattresses, have... all The only That's option we have to is to leave it out to go to the dump because right. they can't be donated. 
Right. And I don't know if they are recyclable at all. That's interesting. Ooh. That's an interesting thing to look yeah, into. No, but see, point. this is the whole point is that we're bringing it up as a topic of conversation. And now we can do something about it. Mm-hmm. We can right. look into it. We can make suggestions. We can sign petitions. We can do things. But unless we're talking about it, nothing's going to happen. If anybody's yeah. interested so, in doing that, please go into your national government website and see if you can propose anything guys, regarding what to do with mattresses in terms of recycling and reducing and reusing. If it's possible. Okay, so I have a question with for you about compost. Yeah, that was my next topic. (laughs) So when I lived in San Francisco, it was mandatory as of 2009. They made it mandatory. So right when I moved to the city, they made it mandatory that all businesses and all residents Mm. had to compost. That's amazing. And they would actually write you tickets if they found compost items in your trash bin. And mm-hmm. it that's was great. great. I wow. love it. It was amazing. I've never heard that. That's amazing. That oh, yeah. And that's so happy. It's definitely one of the ways that they have really worked towards being zero waste. Yeah. And like even when you go to the mall and you eat and in the food court, they have compost bin. They have the recycle mm-hmm. bin and then they have the trash bin and they have examples of what goes where and they tell you pour your liquids right into the compost bin. Like, like, do not throw that in the others. Like they really are focused on that. Now, I got so used to having a way to dispose of my compost in San Francisco mm-hmm. that when I moved to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, yeah, it was like, first of all, when I moved to Los Angeles, we didn't even have in my apartment building a separate recycle bin. That has been a change <laughs> in the last year where they have changed um, how they're collecting our trash in Los Angeles. But that being said, I definitely also don't have a compost bin. I was so like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was used to having all these different ways to separate it out. And now I just had to throw it all into the same bin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we have the recycling bin, I'm like, great. That takes part of a huge part of my waste that leaves my apartment. I don't know what to do with my compost. Well, maybe you should watch that video that Ari Jackson on BuzzFeed did because one of her ways of composting was that she created her own little um, in a bin she had worms in the dirt and she put the food scraps in there you can do it indoors people do do it indoors Mm -hmm. but if you like she was saying small container poke some holes in it get some egg carton scraps or any kind of Mm -hmm. cardboard or paper yeah and already potting soil ready to go just throw that in there and just start throwing your scraps in there and keep a lid on it the other thing that you can do is you can start freezing your food scraps and then offering it up to friends that do compost that are willing to come and pick it up. It's just about networking and getting okay. to know people that are in your, you know, like what is it next or something like that. There right. are people looking for it. There are people that are interested in helping you with it. Um, that's another option. And, and another thing is we do have the green bin in Los Angeles. So we've got the trash we've got the, but it, I do. So like you would give it to me for, or for example, if you really wanted to, or is our green bin in Los Angeles, though, really for compost? Because it's in a lot of areas, scraps. OK, because in a lot of areas, it's only for yard waste and they no, don't allow food. No, it's food scraps, food you know, scraps so in Los like, Angeles. Yeah. Okay. So like watermelon rind or like right. um, pineapple, whatever, banana peels. Yeah, so I'm just going to start bringing over bin. buckets of food. <laughs> There's always something that you can do, you know, and if and if you can't start there because you're, you don't have the environment for it yet, wait till you move into a home and for now do what you can. Yeah, because yeah. I guess that's one of the frustrating for me things for me is, is I know that that is probably my biggest source of waste that could be reduced, but I'm struggling with finding a reasonable way 
to do it. Like, you know, like I said, if when they make things easier and more accessible, it makes it a lot easier for everyone to pitch in and do it correctly. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's where what I was talking about earlier was I had to become comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of the stuff isn't convenient. A lot of the stuff doesn't really make sense. And so you know, I'll be at a check stand asking the the barista, like the barista, like really weird questions. And the people with me are like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing? You know, <laughs> but I've had to get comfortable being uncomfortable and asking the uncomfortable questions and finding mm-hmm. and going against the grain. Right. But that's this is why you've asked me to come on the show today, because it's something I've really have a lot of passion about and I've put a lot of work into. So do what you can where you can. And, and you're being accountable every little thing that you do. You know, yeah. Next question that I have beauty so the reason I asked about that Mm. is not only because you're beautiful and all that fun stuff but because the beauty industry it is growing massively like day by day by day it is definitely not the most zero friendly and zero waste I mean they definitely have started kind of doing into like you know like Jeffree Star he does like vegan he makes sure so the makeup is like vegan and cruelty free and things like that but there's definitely it doesn't come in um in zero waste packaging like what are some steps and what are some things you can do regarding that like creating your own like face wash and your own makeup like I've seen videos bit by bit here and Mm -hmm. there like but it's also hard because what's effective and and what's like right only yeah last i've made bit. deodorants i've made face masks um body scrubs um they're usually really simple ingredients super yeah. simple and it's again something fun to like maybe the three of us one day can go to amy's or wherever mm-hmm. and go sit at the table make our own face masks and make our own lipstick or i mean yeah. i don't know i have i was seen super one, into all of those like diy yeah, makeup yeah, yeah. and skincare things and when i was use, a preteen mm-hmm. right. i used to make all sorts of like like I I remember I used to do this um this like lemon hair wash that would then Ah. bring out the blonde highlights in my red hair Mm -hmm. because the lemon will then because like the sun brings out the blonde in your hair and the lemon would do it so even more there's a lot of honey ginger turmeric a lot Mm -hmm. of those things are really good for our skin really good for our body and there's just so many awesome things that we can make and we can repurpose our jars. Right? Yeah. So it's, I don't know if this is completely eco-friendly, but there was a period in time where I used to make lipsticks out of crayons. Like if there's a color I wanted, I would take yeah. a crayon. Well, and as I long as they're Crayola, they're non-toxic. Yeah, they're least. Crayola. They are Crayola. And then I would make my own little tubes and Ooh. I would have the different colors. Another option is, you know, make sure we're repurposing our containers. Like you said, mm-hmm. I know places like Mac and Lush, you can oh, bring your Lush. empties there. Lush so and much. I'm a Mac girl. Um, and like at Mac, if you bring back, you know, five empty lipsticks, you get a free lipstick, you know? And yeah. yeah. I know Lush, if you bring in like five of the containers, you get a free face mask and that kind of thing so that is super amazing Mm -hmm. um great i did not know that i did not know that about mac either that's interesting Mm -hmm. um another thing about beauty i think i have two things on here Ecological just posted a video where, let's see alpachian wildlife refuge needs our mascara brushes to clean fly eggs larvae and other contaminants off of tiny animals so that's you can, cool yeah Ooh. so you can actually go to alpachianwild.org i might not have that complete maybe it is correct you'll find the link on our facebook and may i yes. recommend it to all of my friends who are makeup artists because yes. as makeup yes. artists we go through so many mascara brushes because we cannot use 
they're one use because right. so you, we're working just, on different people. You just clean them. You go to their website. You fill out the form and you can send it to them. And they also have a click on our wish list link where it shows you other things that they need that are in our already, you know, beauty products that we're using. Ooh, so that's another fancy. thing. And then there's also plain products. And basically what they're doing is eco refillable shampoo and conditioner bottles so they're part of the repackaging movement right what they do is they send you your shampoo and conditioner when you're done with it you send it back and then they send and they clean it and reuse it and then they send you more you can have a subscription and stuff and so that's another thing i wanted to kind of talk about my question about that though Mm -hmm. is that's great that they're reusing the bottles but they're creating a whole lot of waste in the shipping back and forth and yeah. more carbon well, emissions. The goal is to minimize. So walk into Target, right? Mm-hmm. All of those bottles are going to the landfill. All of it. The whole shampoo aisle, body wash aisle, all of those bottles. And so the idea is to reduce that. You're tackling one issue and you are raising waste in another. And the matter is like, well, where is where is there more weight being added? And so okay. just something to look at for sure. But this is talking about reducing the amount of single-use plastics, right? Or mm-hmm. the plastics that end up constantly in the landfill. We're just throwing them away, you know? Yeah, yeah. like a, a little while back, I've actually switched for, um, so for deodorant, I get um, them, I get uh, the deodorant that's in like the mason jars from mm. a package-free, I can't remember, I think it's like Schmidt. I have to look into it, but they have a lot of uh, like recyclable, reusable, and one of them is deodorant. So I get it in the jars instead of like the sticks. And then I also switch. How do from, you, how do you put that on? You take like a makeup brush. Yeah, no. Basically, what it is is that it's like in a tube. So then a t- in a mason jar, you unscrew it, and then there's a little like spatula thing in the inside. Like if you were like trying to scrap off like um, some makeup on the, on the okay. thing, so you scrap it off and you get into a little ball, and then you just rub it on your armpit. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't sound pretty, but it actually That's the thing yeah. getting uncomfortable. Exactly, getting uncomfortable, but it, is, it does get the job done, and it actually smells really great. They have a lot of great uh, scents. And then the other thing is that I switch from buying plastic razors to actually buying a metal safety razor, mm-hmm. where you fill in the uh, blades, refill the blades, right? And right. Because that's only like ten cents per blade. So I have that as my razor that I use instead of doing the um, plastic razor, which I think it was called like the pink tax or the pink razor movement, or I can't remember exactly what it was. Right. Yeah. I know that is one of the movements right now is to get a safety razor. Yeah, get a safety right. razor. So those are the changes I've made in terms of beauty with um, the um, the uh, package-free deodorant in the mason jar and that stuff. And it actually lasts a really long time because you can make it as big or as small as you need to. And yeah, I'm still on my tub that that I've had for about like about a month, month and a half. And I still have a second one waiting because I bought two of them because I just loved it so much. So yeah. One of the things that I wanted to kind of touch on too was where is where is your money going? Who are you supporting? Right. So Mm -hmm. one of my favorite places that I love to go to is follow your heart. They've always been eco-friendly. When we had the drought, they stopped offering water, you know, unless you asked. And more recently, one of the most amazing things that they did. So this is just a little cafe in Canoga Park and they have a lot of, um, I don't ever say this right. Veganese. It's vegan mayonnaise. Okay. (laughs) That they now sell worldwide, but, um, they, when they found out about the palm oil crisis, right, which is where harvest, where where there's a lot of deforestation happening to harvest palm oil, which is in all of our products, and it's it's really killing the environment for not only orangutans, okay, but that's what everyone knows about. They're they're dying off, and so as soon as follow your heart that came to light for them, they actually 
made a public apology because they weren't aware of it, pulled all of their products off the shelf and started finding more sustainable resources that is less harmful to the planet to sell to us. And that is like, when I go there and I spend $7 on it, because a lot of people oh, it's so expensive, but I would rather buy less um, quantity of quality things and support the companies that are awake, mm-hmm. right? So it's just... Where are you? Where are you sending your money to? Who are you supporting? That's another thing that you you can do as as an individual is really consider who you're supporting. So the good news is there are amazing things happening in the world, and that's mm-hmm. super exciting. Costa Rica is a really small country sending a really big message to the rest of the world. In recent years, ninety nine percent of their energy has come from renewable sources. They use their own volcanoes and wind and solar power. Um, And they've announced to eradicate all single-use plastic by 2021 and replacing them with 100% recyclable, biodegradable, non-petroleum-based resources. So this is a whole country sending a message to the entire world. This is where Amy would need to live because they're doing it for her. And she doesn't have to think about much of it because they give it, they care, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's such an amazing, it's where I need to go. I know that's for sure. And how are Amy and I supposed to do the podcast each week? (laughs) Over the phone. I bet you there's a I bet you (laughs) where there's a will, there's there's a a will, you know, so San Francisco, like I said, I was so I loved living there because they were so focused on trying to become zero waste, you know, their goals by 2020. We'll see if they make it. They're already up to 80 percent, you know, is of their waste is um, either eliminated or, you know, diverted. It's not, you know, so they only have 20 percent to go to become a zero waste city. So to hear another country actually making those strides as well and going to such extremes to really limit their impact. Yeah. So they're aiming to become the first completely carbon-free country in the world by 2021. So they're protecting uh, zoo closures and reforestation. And their president, Carlos Alvarado Casada, has joined efforts in reducing carbonization, right? So decarbonization is the great task of our generation as it pertains to this topic. <laughs> and um, Costa Rica is a, is, is a great leader. So for a country of only of less than 5 mil- million people, they're huge leaders in sustainable, inclusive economic growth, gaining support from the United Nations. What else? We've also got some more cool things happening in the world. There is this kid. Okay, I don't know his name because that's how they said it. This kid. This kid. Yeah, on TED Talk that <laughs> discovered how to turn styrofoam waste into activated carbon the one that we, the, the activated carbon that we find in most of our water filters, right? Right. So they failed and they failed and they failed until they succeeded. And so this kid's up to good stuff. I don't know whether it's going to hit the market or whatever, but when you're thinking about how horrible things are, you can think about the positive things that are happening too. There was this company that I heard, you know, the owner speak on a podcast. I could not find it. I tried to search for it all week. Can't remember which podcast I was listening to or when I heard it, but he runs a company in I think the Pacific Northwest and they buy a lot of the non-recyclable materials and electronics and find a way to reuse them. And their entire company is, is supported by the money they make from these reused products. Yeah. Um, 
may or may not be touching on what you're talking about, but One Million Women just posted a video about, I think the company is called Repair Kid, where they're inviting children, right, to re... So they, I guess they purchase maybe, I don't know, old broken appliances where children can make art out of them. So we'll post that in the link as well, where they're accepting... I love all art that's old, made out of recycled yeah, materials. all yeah. your old cell phones and calculators and typewriter typewriters whatever it's you've possible. got it's possible, it's possible. <laughs> there's a piece of um, art made from recycled materials that you know kids has stuck don't need with toys my whole life and it's at the sacramento airport they have art in the um baggage claim area that's all of these mm. old left behind suitcases and it's Mm -hmm. built into this big art structure so what's great about the repair kid thing is we're creating divergent thinkers too right so they're able to pick and choose what parts they want to use and put them together and use their creativity rather than just like buying the toys that you find and all the mass-produced you know toy stores and just pushing buttons with lights on them the kids are actually using their hands and their bodies and their and their brains to really put together something amazing out of stuff that would just end up being waste. So that's super exciting. I have a fun little fact. Ooh, that <laughs> in 1963, Albert Heineken created his beer bottles to be bricks for sustainable housing housing for impoverished countries. That's cool. So yeah, that's so the, really cool. The bottles kind of stacked all perfectly and they would get sent to impoverished countries and I don't think it's happening anymore, but that's a fun fact. No, I can guarantee (laughs) that because my brother, he has friends over this weekend, so they just got a lot of Heineken, and no, they are not the brick fashion style, but now I kind of want them to be that way, now that you've mentioned it. Yeah, bringing it to the forefront. Please put that style back. I would love to see that. (laughs) Yeah. Business Insider just confirmed that Seattle is the first major city to ban plastic straws, so that's happening everywhere. And um, you mentioned San Francisco, NBC News covering a lot of that is covering a lot of that as well. San Francisco is doing a lot. And so is um, NYC. Like they're they're really proposing a lot of plastic banning as well. And here in California, we're doing it, too. So a lot of steps in the right direction, which a lot of progress. Yeah, a Mm -hmm. lot of progress for sure. Did you have anything else for show and tell, Kimmy? I see some items in front of you. I want to know what they are. This can kind of fall into what you can do. Um, maybe we'll add this into the links too. Eco Tribe is a conscious living, mindful home company that provides different zero waste products, right? So I've got, this is oh, what wow. I bring with me everywhere that I go. <laughs> wow. So if I'm at a table and people need straws, I'll be like, hey. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Little straw service. We've got straws for shakes and we've got chopsticks in here even, I guess. And the brushes are always good for cleaning as well. Oh, so, awesome. so far, so good. I haven't left any at any tables or, you know, and people you lost will use it them. Yet. <laughs> people will use them. And I became interested in the silicone because one time a sponsee of mine chipped her tooth, not chipped her tooth, but like banged her tooth on these metal straws. And I thought, well, there's got to be a solution for that too. And so <laughs> there are several silicone tipped straws. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. This is a company called Nomad Cutlery. And I love this. So it's a little cutlery pack, right? Mm-hmm. So it has inside, it has 
a spoon, a fork, a knife, two chopsticks, and your straw with a little cleaning brush, right? Mm -hmm. And I Ah. love what they've put on their packaging. It's so funny. It says, wherever you go, take it with you because floating plastic islands suck. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what's actually on their stuff. (laughs) so um so many things and we'll make sure to provide all of you with all of these resources that we've been talking about so that if you are interested in finding out what it is that makes your heart sing um you'll have some resources to look for thank you so much kimmy so much kimmy oh my goodness my My brain does feel a little overwhelmed but it it feels like it's definitely, I've learned a lot. See, today. I feel better than yeah. I did at the start of this. Yeah, no, I feel better too. I'm just, it's definitely very I hope, overwhelming. I first. hope that, you know, you've either learned something or you've been inspired by something. And most importantly, that you can kind of let go of the guilt because it's not our fault. This is how we were raised to live. And, mm-hmm. and amazing things are happening, whether we like it or not. And it's just our time to really consider where we want to pull our own weight. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so, Thank much, you so much for having me. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, do we want to get into hashtag hunt? Hashtag hunt. Oh, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> so, Kimmy, what we do is we go through Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, and use our hashtag for the episode to see what people have been posting. And some of them are pretty hilarious. If there's any that speak to you, just, you know, say the word and be like, that. I don't agree with that or... Okay, I think I see that happening. Okay. <laughs> There's been a lot of interesting reactions from what people have posted. <laughs> so for hashtag zero waste, here's what we found. Mm-hmm. Could anyone recommend a plastic-free face moisturizer? Oh. So I love that. People are at reaching out and asking the internet, yeah. hey, this is something I want to change. Someone give me an option. Someone help. There's definitely a solution for that. Right? Kimmy will have the answers for (laughs) mostly everything. And then I found a post about a company who is now making bamboo water bottles. I've heard about this. Yeah. They're biodegradable, renewable resource with amazing growth rate that doesn't require pesticides, fertilizer, and oh, it helps remove CO2 emissions. (laughs) Awesome. 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 Fabulous. Think concrete is single use. Think again, it is fully recyclable. Concrete? Concrete, yeah. That's awesome. And this was the perfect time to do this because uh, we just passed Global Recycling Day. And so there was a lot of people really posting what they are learning around hashtag zero waste. Interesting. I love it. I love that too. All right. I know everybody heard about this, but so we've got to mention it. The dead whale that was found with 40 kilograms of plastic bags inside. Yeah, I had it. I had it in my notes. I didn't go over it, but yeah, it's insane. Yeah. In the Philippines, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had been suffering for a while. No, that is true. For a long time, months, you know, weeks, possibly months, the way that they found the waste, it it wasn't, you know, super recent. So So. never break a glass again. The ultimate guide to freezing in mason jars. Ooh. So I love that. Right. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Look it up. There are apparently lots of hacks to how to do it correctly. Is designing emotional durability the key to a circular economy? Now, what this person was posting about is the idea of we are in its emotional durability, the fact that we think that things are single use that aren't, or that we think that, you know, things are done with and we should throw them away. It's emotional durability around the things we purchase, 
Like when we purchase it, seeing it lasting a long time and finding ways to make that happen. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of that too. Emotional Mm -hmm. durability, I like that. And I think it also falls into, and maybe I'm wrong, but it also falls into it. I can't just stay angry about things, right? I have to actually do something about it and make a change and be an inspiration rather than just be mad at you. Yeah, (laughs) resenting, Yeah, just being in one state of emotion constantly. It's not very healthy. We're human beings. We're kind of designed to... Hate only generates hate. Yeah, exactly. We're designed to experience a lot of feelings and emotions, but if we hold grudges and stick on one it doesn't really progress us forward does it so repurpose it reuse it and spread the love yes love all around people amazing hannah in year nine and her sister made this dramatic coat out of a tent all in her independent time inspiring work girls hashtag creative education hashtag sustainability upcycling recycling environment friendly zero waste this one was really cool i will probably repost this to our social media so everyone can see what these girls created oh that's cute i'm excited an apple a day keeps the doctor away and 45% of them are being thrown out. Mm. Ah. We think that's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the fruity puns, the fruity puns all around. Well, I do have something on that. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's heard about it. Ugly fruit or something? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've been I've been seeing so many ads for that recently of the ugly fruit, the fruit that doesn't look the greatest, but it still just See, tastes as great as it is. I usable. already get plenty of ugly fruit because I actually buy probably 90% of my produce at the 99 cent only stores. Cause in California, the 99 cent only stores have a produce section mm-hmm. and they have food, not just canned goods. Yeah. So I buy a lot of ugly produce for a dollar. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Our maturity is evidenced by our beginning to take responsibility for our planet on a global scale, albeit in a very tentative, barely discernible way. Benjamin cream, be responsible, be accountable. Can we get this trending? Hashtag sustainable Saturday. Let's raise awareness and promote a circular economy. Even if you try three of the zero waste swaps, at least you are trying. Mm. Yay. Today is Repair Cafe at Sheridan College. (laughs) I love Repair Cafe. Bring your household items to get fixed and take part in reducing landfill waste. Can we do that for my birthday? Where is that? (laughs) And United um, Kingdom, probably. United Kingdom. Well, yeah, we make a I'm not sure where Sheridan College to is. We we'll can t- totally do a repair day. I mean, you we'll, can, we'll take we a trip can to hashtag do it ourselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Woo! Congratulations to Riverside Primary School, who have recycled their 1,000th plastic bottle in just six weeks. Oh, wow. Attended a student lunch with a guest speaker today and brought my own plate, cutlery, and water bottle. Hashtag plastic free, zero waste. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Did you know that most chewing gum is made of plastic? Uh, That's great. So I did nacho cheese sauce. Yeah. yeah. Why not go old school and get a tin of mints? Big flavor and these beauties don't need to be thrown in a bin afterwards. Let's talk trash. <laughs> Do you know what's recyclable and what isn't? Sometimes I feel ashamed of being a human. You don't realize the scale of the mess until you actually get around to cleaning it up. 100% worth the effort. We owe it to our home planet. I agree. Sometimes. 100%. The number one way you can help the earth is by consuming less meat and animal products. Yes. Mm-hmm. Happiness is only real when shared. Eat well, care for yourself and the planet. 
That's cute. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. That is very cute. I can't believe it's been almost a year that I stopped eating meat and Props yeah, to you. Quite frankly, it's it was it was easy, you know, and I don't know why. I must have just been ready because there was a time where there was no way I would have been able to do that, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. plastic, the lent remix. Welcome. For the past year plus, I've been doing my best to reduce my carbon footprint. Today, I saw a post online that said the best thing to give up for Lent is plastic. So for the duration of Lent, I'm going to do my best to avoid using plastic and find alternatives. Any fails that result in me contributing to the plastic terror bonanza that is the earth will be logged here and I can be thoroughly shamed. All victories will be posted as well. Let's do better. It got me thinking, if every human on the planet picked up just two pieces of litter every day, think how much cleaner our streets, rivers, beaches, and parks would be. Mm. I'm going to give it my best shot. Two pieces of litter shouldn't be too hard to pick up and put into a bin somewhere. Want to join me? Pay it forward. Yeah, another thing you can do. Yeah. The Amazon rainforest is in danger. I lived for four months in the Amazon forest, and it became my commitment to speak and defend a new attitude towards nature. I cannot ignore what is happening in the forest. The search for a more natural way, such as fresh food, natural cosmetics, herbs to heal, everything the earth gives us. If my work causes one person to rethink their consumption habits, I will feel that it was worth the effort. That was it. Nice. Oh, awesome. That is what we're up to today. Yes, we are. Well, thank you again, Kimmy, so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. We do still have one more section, though. It's time for the challenges. Yes, hashtag challenges, where we give each other challenges to do. And if we fail to complete them, we have to assign each other a movie because it is in our entertainment industry to do the research right and we had a lot of movies still on our plate um yeah. i had a, i had to watch savage land because i did not meet my challenge goal last week mm-hmm. and chelsea had to watch vanilla sky for the same reason and then she also was assigned to movies yes. by our guest on career milestones to watch that were in relation to the script that she's writing yeah so because we have so much movie content to do, we're not going to be paying those off here. No, we're going to sorry about that, guys. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to listen to a separate episode where we're just going to cover those four movies because we mm-hmm. want the opportunity to really talk about them, yeah. especially because they relate to our hashtag career goals mm-hmm. and to the way that we are creating yeah. content. Ooh. So I went through all the transcripts for the documentary that I'm re-editing. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I actually watched it with one of the kids and asked her to give me feedback because she is taking video production Mm -hmm. so we're moving forward and I've got a lot of new ideas of where I see the documentary going now Mm -hmm. and I did finish reading the script to before sunrise Mm. um the person who mentioned that to me you know offline they're right like that script is pretty much verbatim like Mm. the the actors were not able to improvise interesting everything is scripted and there's so much stuff that's scripted that like i can't imagine the art department having to recreate it like it seems like things that's like they're great when they naturally happen but how can you make that happen it, it was very weird because I remember when I was watching it, it did seem like maybe there were times when they went off script and maybe they it did later on It feels that series. natural it conversation. Feels that way, but it is. It's just written that way. That's a testament to his ability as a screenwriter that he can write dialogue as natural as that. Yeah. Um, although you don't see that a whole lot. And I think that must have been real tough on the actors, too, because that doesn't yeah. leave a lot of room 
for them to be in the moment mm-hmm. and to go where the scene takes them. Yeah. I mean, the only way to figure that out would be to have a um, Julian Ethan on the show, which if you're out there and you're listening, we'd love to interview you guys. <laughs> Find put us it, at life goals pod. Yes. Put it out in the universe and who knows what will happen. And then Did, also uh side note, you've been doing the, um, the, the morning challenge dances. Is that right? Yes, I have. I took on an extra <laughs> challenge this week. So last week, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or if we, we talked about we it after. Did a li- I think we talked about it a little bit on right. the podcast. But, but Chelsea was sharing with me a challenge that she saw on the internet. She said, this is happening in Europe where they're doing this morning dance challenge where they're using dance to wake up for the day. Mm-hmm. So every day this week for five days in a row, I videoed myself in my pajamas dancing to five songs each day and those videos are going to be edited and available yes. for you to see on our social media yes. that's exciting i've already seen previews i'm sorry i've already seen previews and i love it so far especially with how it starts to escalate but we won't get yeah into i decided to go with a different theme each day because i'm a huge music lover and i don't like any mm-hmm. one particular style of music yeah so i did a different theme every day so the first day is 90s r&b um, females. <laughs> nice. So, you know, you've got your salt and pepper, you've got your Aaliyah, you know, <laughs> you got your in vogue. She's shimmying again. Yes, I am. I'm doing a little <laughs> shimmy. And then Tuesday, I did pop. So I did like your Britney Spears, your Madonna's, <laughs> your Taylor Swift's. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, we went into the pop punk scene with, with Green Day. And it's been several days. I can't remember who else, but <laughs> pop punk. Pop punk. And then on Thursday, we start escalating into the EDM scene. Mm. And yes. this is an absolute throwback. Like if you were not into EDM before it was even called EDM Mm -hmm. back in the late 90s and early 2000s, you're not going to know any of the songs. These are not, you know, your Paul Oakenfold mixes or your Tiesto remixes or sets. These are like happy hardcore, UK hard house. Like this is the shit that I danced to in underground raves in the 90s. Nice. And then we finish it all up on Friday <laughs> with Metal Day. <laughs> of course. Yes. Of course. If it, you don't know Amy, she's quintessential metal in some regards. Like she Absolutely. Loves like we could not do this challenge and not have metal be a part of it. And mm-hmm. so I did a mixture of like new metal and, you know, classic 80s metal. I'm very excited fun, to fun, see fun. those videos when they're up. And I got to admit, I'm a little bit jealous and I might want to do that challenge myself as oh, a personal one I think for it's me. Gonna, I think it's going to come to you at some point yes, for sure. Yes, yes. So, I got not only caught up, but extra caught up and over above and beyond on my challenges this week. How did you do, Chelsea? Are you caught up now? Yes. I did watch all those three movies that I said I was going to watch. And yes, I finished my script. But, But here's the thing. Next week from tomorrow, no, the week after tomorrow is the deadline to submit the script for a competition in our program for potential um, recognition, maybe some cash prize money. So you still got a lot of editing to do and yes. rewriting. So but you know be- what? You made it to you made it to fade out, right? Yes. And that's the first step. Once you that made it to fade step. out, you can go back and keep working it. Oh, there's a, there's a ton of stuff I got to do regarding that. But I'm just very happy it's done. Again, work will not finish until probably like midnight tonight or whenever I decide to throw it the way for the white 
white flag and be like, I'm tired. I need rest. <sighs> and then Sunday I'll just be like a vegetable all day. But yeah, um, it's fade out. So then the personal challenges that I will do for myself would be not only would be the um, rewriting the script and then maybe the. Uh, well, yeah. I was actually hoping that Kimmy could give us a I challenge. I was just going to get into that. For hashtag zero waste yes. and how we can reduce our footprint. Well, I brought you guys straws, so yes. your challenge is going to be to try and remember to bring them with you everywhere that you go, have mm -hmm. them in your purse, have them in your pocket since you're fold up even, and mm. whenever you're out, just try and be conscious and say, I don't need a straw, and beat them to the punch, right? So mm -hmm. when you go up and you order your drink, make sure that when you're ordering it, say, please do not bring me a straw, I don't need one, and then put it in there, and then take a picture, hashtag zero waste, Tag me in it so I can see it. And that'll be your challenge for the week. So Kimmy. Yes. Her company's called Get Goopy. Wait, what? Yeah. She Wait, wait. She has a company? <laughs> wait, what? So my sister and I took our, we were preschool teachers together, and we took our favorite parts of preschool and went mobile, right? Mm -hmm. So we do science and sensory-based play dates, play groups, and birthday parties. Um, it's called World of Wonder Mobile Play Group. And you can find us at getgoopy.com <laughs> wait how so, have I not been aware that you've had this like wh why have you been hiding it well we're we're as busy or as slow as we want to be you know uh, yeah, so okay. so it just happens to be yeah. like if they're promoting it then they're yeah. working and if know, they're focusing just, on other things then you know yeah no I was just like I can't believe I didn't yeah I just can't believe I wasn't aware of this it's that you always had that. there and it's always available and it's yep. a really wonderful way to sort of create and facilitate science and sensory base stations where children can come and be hands-on and learn through play and right? get so, goopy and get goopy right and so <laughs> that's really talking more about you know the materials that we use so we make our own play-dohs and we use a lot of cornstarch and water and so it's that ooey gooey mixing scooping pouring you yeah. know I've always said why do we have 24 or like 16, 24 months old, month olds sitting on the floor and show them a cardboard piece of paper with an apple on it. Why not hand them an apple, cut it open, count the seeds, there's math, they can taste it, they can smell it, and then they will know what an apple is, right? So right. it's I just, mean, when I was a kid, my mom used to be very DIY. She used to make me peanut butter Play-Doh. Because awesome. the great thing is, is not only is it non-toxic, but she didn't have to worry if I, you know, so she didn't have to worry if I ate it. But then I could also just choose to eat it when right, I was done. Right. As long as my hands were clean when I started playing with the Play-Doh, we're fine. And I remember when I was in second grade, I wanted to make the boy I like a really special Valentine's Day card. And I wanted to include candy conversation hearts. And so she made me a sugar glue. So that way I could glue the hearts onto the Valentine and he could peel them off and eat them. Yeah, super cool. So yeah, we've we've gotten away from using any food coloring. We use beets and turmeric and other things to color our Play-Dohs naturally. I stopped using glitter. I used to love glitter, but glitter is a huge problem. It's an, another microplastic. So we've gotten away from that. And then, yeah, we use a lot of natural stuff, you know, lavender, stuff that you find on the ground that trees give to us. <laughs> so... Yeah. It's amazing. See, yeah. even in Creating. your work life, you're so mm -hmm. working towards that sustainable circular economy. Yeah. Creating mm -hmm. divergent thinkers through 
hands-on self-directed play so that's a lot of fun i love it it's so amazing having you here kimmy everybody definitely check out their website if you think this is something that your children um would be interested in or something you want to expose them to yes please and remember you can find us all at life goals pod on facebook twitter and instagram capital p-o-d at the end and for the month of april we are really focusing on our environment we're focusing on health so if you have questions, yes. definitely reach out to us with them. We're going to be talking, covering topics like going vegan, getting sober. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are coming up this month. Exactly. On- if there's any comments or topics you want to bring up, feel free to comment on our social media as well. We might bring that to the table, you know? Yeah. Exactly. All right. <sighs> I feel like I am closer to zero waste than I was before I got here today. Yes, I well, feel again, the same. Well, again, thank you both so much for inviting Aww, me. Such a pleasure and such an you, honor. And it was a lot of fun. Thank so you, thank Kim. you. Thank you. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And this is Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. Goals. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.